Hi, ladies. Thank you for tuning in to episode two of Influence Her. Today is Thursday, May 28th, and I am so ecstatic that you have decided to tune in yet another day. Ladies, today's topic is going to be on co-parenting. Ugh. And the headache it can be, but also the joy it can bring as well. So earlier today, I was on Facebook and I saw a particular young lady that I wasn't friends with, but I saw a lot of people sharing this um, particular post. And the young lady was saying, be careful who you have a child with, um, because you never really know a person until responsibility kicks in. And that hit home for me. Um, For those of you who do not know, I have a nine-year-old son and um, that was the reality of my life. Um, When I met my son's father, we were both young um, and to be completely transparent, this podcast, this episode is in no way, shape, form or fashion a, a slight to him or anything of the sort. So if that's what you're thinking, you're at the wrong place. But I just wanted to shed some light on and be shed some light and just be completely transparent on how difficult it can be when we one once again do things outside of the will of God. I was uh, in my last semester of undergrad, 21 years old, had just turned 22. I was set to graduate and um During that time of my life, I had a high school sweetheart that I had dated for years off and on, off and on. Um, When I turned 21, I decided to rededicate my life to Christ. I had always grown up in church, but you know, you kind of go to college, start doing your own thing. So when I turned 21, I decided to rededicate my life to Christ. And I got really, 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 really serious about church, about, but most importantly about God and wanting to live um, a holy life, a life that was pleasing to Christ. So I was willing to cut off any anything and anybody that would cause me to go outside of that in which I was trying to do. In that process, that meant, you know, the high school sweetheart. We were friends, of course. We weren't dating at that time, but um, I still was willing to give everything up to follow Christ. Um, So I cut off just about everybody. Any guy that had my phone number, any guy that was texting me, I cut them all off because I wanted to truly and honestly, I wanted to please Christ with my life. So I was single, I was thriving, I was doing well in school. Um, I had plans to go off to graduate school upon upon graduating from undergrad. I was serving in my local church and my prayer was, God, I don't want to meet any guy that um, you don't send. But we have to be careful because Satan can hear our prayers as well. Um, that's why we have to, if you have the ability to to pray in your heavenly language, it's good for that purpose. But Satan can also hear those things that we desire as well. So I was like, God, don't send any man my way unless he is from you. So I met my son's father um, in church and he was on fire for Christ himself. I mean, he was really, really on fire. I remember the first time that we met, we actually met at um, a college Bible study, the church that I was attending at that time. We had college Bible study on college campus and I met him um, one particular night at the Bible study and I didn't really think anything of it at that point. Um, the college pastor at that time called both him and I up to do like a demonstration. And from that point, we kind of connected. Um, 
and we just kind of started hanging out. And when we first started hanging out, it was really, really, really well. Everything went good. But then, you know, the thing about two people when they are babes in Christ and you're trying to do right, you need accountability. You shouldn't be trying to, you got to know your areas of weakness for one. So, cause I can't say that just because you're single and you're dating that you can't hang out with someone by yourself. I'm not going to say that you have to know your areas of weakness and what God has delivered you from or what God is delivering you from. So it wasn't wise for us to hang out by ourselves, but that was something that we did. Um, I hadn't known him long at all. I met him in January of the end of January, the end of January, beginning of February 2010. By June of 2010, the end of June, I found out I was um, expecting. That's not long at all. That's not long at all. January, the beginning, February 2010, just meeting a person. And by June of 2010, I am now pregnant with this person that I really do not know. We were not in a relationship. We didn't have a title of being girlfriend or boyfriend or anything of that sort. We were literally just cool, just hanging out. But sin entered in and, you know, the sin was in the sex, of course. It wasn't within the baby, in the baby. So as a result of that, I ended up pregnant by a person that I didn't really know at all. You know, only thing I knew about him was what he wanted me to see. And same thing for him. The only thing he knew about me was what I allowed him to see. Because in that short amount of time, we hadn't really gotten to know much about each other. We didn't know, you know, our desires. We, we weren't dating. So we weren't having those conversations about what do you want out of life? Life, or what do you envision for your life? Or what type of family did you grow up with? Or what type of family? None of that, none of those conversations occurred because that wasn't the focus. We were literally just hanging out. And from that, I got pregnant. And um, it was not easy. And it has not been easy. And now I serve as an advocate. And I tell young girls all the time, like, to wait. I do not care if your womb is jumping and you want kids. The best thing you can do for your child is wait. Wait on God to send you your heavenly spouse, the spouse that was picked out for you in the spirit realm that will be the best fit for your life. Because doing things outside of God's will ultimately it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something, guys. Me having to learn to parent and co-parent with someone that I did not even know has been the most difficult and challenging thing I've ever done in my life. Ever done in my whole entire life. It has been headaches. It has been a lot of lows, a whole, whole lot of lows. And all of that could have been avoided had I chose obedience. All of that could have been avoided had I listened. Y'all, if y'all don't, if you watch, if you listen to episode one, you can see here a pattern. Sis is a little disobedient. Sis don't listen, you know, but all of it could have been avoided had I listened to the wise counsel that was around me. But I chose not to. And as a result of that, you know, now I have a handsome nine-year-old. But it has been a headache. It has been a journey. Um, 
you know, when you're trying to to co-parent with someone that you are not with, it is difficult because life may be calling you to this area and life may be calling them to another area. But you have this thing in common. This thing in common is this innocent child that's in the middle. And it's not fair to the child. It's not fair to a child to have to make them split locations. And you got to be over here some days and got to be over there some days. Like all of that hardship ends up falling on the child. And sometimes if parents aren't careful when you're co-parenting, you have to be make sure you have to make sure that you're not being so selfish and wanting things to go your way that you don't realize that you're you're forcing your will on this innocent child. It has been lots of headaches, guys. It has been hard because when you don't know a person, you are literally parenting with a stranger. And that's just what it is. It takes time to get to know a person. And when you jump from, I'm just now learning you to now I have this lifelong commitment with you through this child and I don't know you, I'm figuring out who you really are as I'm also having to share responsibilities with you. And what the reality is, I don't like who you really are. I'm finding out that who you really are don't mesh well with who I am. That is a horrible place to be and it's a horrible place to be when there is a child involved and so when I saw the young lady's post today it really I really felt bad for her because you know to be completely transparent my son's father at that time he didn't want um he didn't want a kid you know rightfully so that that was that was his choice that's not the way that he envisioned his life going he didn't want um a kid at, at that point. And so that in itself created a level of hardship and difficulty because now I'm trying to figure out exactly what I am going to do. And most people, they do prefer to wait until they marry and I understand the why. So you have to realize that like now I'm really in a, in a double whammy. I'm in this position that I never thought that I would be in. I'm facing battles that I never thought that I would face experiencing hardships that I never even imagined. You know, I'm just this young 21, 22-year-old girl that just thinks I'm about to go graduate from undergrad and live my life. And it didn't play out that way. And so any woman that is listening, you know, the best thing you can do is wait until you're married to experience guilt-free, sin-free sex with your spouse. Um, But we all sin and we all fall short of God's glory. So if you are going to do things outside of God's will, the way that he intended for them to be, then to please make sure that you are using protection, that you are protecting yourself. Um, You know, you don't want to end up in a situation where you're having to to balance and co-parent with a person that you do not know. Um, People can change up. Once responsibility kicks in, things can change, Um, you know, and that's just what it is. Live your life, enjoy your life, date and have fun, but wait to reproduce until you say I do with your God heavenly ordained spouse that God predestined just for you. Because if not, ultimately, it can be more on the child than it is on the parents. And so, and if you're also in a co-parenting relationship, you know, let's kill the drama. Let's kill 
just all the extra nonsense that isn't necessary. Make it a peace, make it as peaceful as possible for those children that are involved. Um, learn to be friends, learn to effectively co-parent. You know, if it wasn't your ideal situation, you didn't envision yourself having the child, guess what? It's a done deal now. The kid is here. So the best thing you can do for your child is get along with their mother or their father. Um, learn how to communicate effectively. That kid is watching. That kid is picking on, picking up on if daddy doesn't really like my mama or my mama doesn't really like my daddy. You are that child's first example, regardless if you two get along or not. So remember that. Put your personal differences to the side. And remember that we have a child to raise and I have to make sure that we are doing the best thing. We have to make sure that we're doing the best thing for this child, even though this wasn't our ideal situation. So trust God, um, wait on God. And if you have done things outside of God's will and now you're having to deal with this tough co-parenting thing, then understand that God has graced you for it as well. You can get through it. You will get through it. And on the other side of that, just choose obedience going forward so that your children do not have to. So that generational curse of whatever it may be there so that it stops and that it's dead and that it ends right now. Do what's best for your children and do what's best for their future. So I thank you all for listening on today. Bye. Love you.